Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Guess who's back? Back again. Dan is back, but also Brock Lesnar, tell a um, friend, and Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, and Degeneration X, and Bray Wyatt. Lol, only kidding, he wasn't on this show. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, and this is is Professor Dan Layton. Please do get your ultra chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Let us know what you thought of the show. Press the thumbs up button. Press subscribe if you haven't already uh, because we're going to be talking about all of the goings on with Monday Night Raw, the season premiere mm. of Monday Night Raw, which I thought was a very, very good show this yes. week. The off season is now over. Yeah, I thought Wrestling this was is a, back. I thought this was a very, very wonderful show. Yeah. Um, and as, I'm going to put this out on Front Street now. I'm going to set up my stall. I've got one big complaint about this show. Okay. And it is the lack of follow-up to the incredibly hot finish to Extreme Rules. Mm. Now, I took some heat in my uh, WrestleTalk News review. From the internet wrestling community? Yes. Uh, I mean, no, people, people, sure. people going by the comments did not like my review of Monday Night Raw that I actually very much enjoyed and said multiple times throughout mm. I enjoyed. However, because we are in the era of trips, you cannot say a negative thing about the show. Otherwise, people just call you an AEW shill, it would seem. <laughs> also got accused of wokeness uh, oh, in obviously. my review yeah. um, because I said I was white. So, I'm yeah. sorry, you're... Yeah. You are. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, but however, I want to put the record straight here because I said WWE at the top of the show said oh, we're going in now. Oh well, I'm, I'm and then we can move past it. Oh okay, you want to put it to bed? I want to put it to bed now. Some people said, Luke, they never advertised that Bray Wyatt was going to be on the show. Boom! What do you call that? The return of Bray Wyatt season yeah. premiere Raw tonight. Yeah. That is saying we are going to see the return of Bray Wyatt tonight on the season premiere of Monday yes. Night now Raw. That, that is what those words say. Those words say the return of Bray Wyatt in the corner says Raw tonight. In fairness, on the commentary, yep. Kevin Patrick was saying <laughs> Bray Wyatt returned last night and we'll see it again tonight. We, we'll see we, the return to get tonight. We get to relive yes. the return. So I but here's my here's my genuine experience watching the show. I see that graphic and I'm like, oh Bray's gonna be here tonight. And then I heard the commentary. And I was like, 
Oh, okay. And then I looked at that and I did my GCSE media studies. Show me again. Now I did my GCSE media studies literacy of reading the headline. The return of Bray Wyatt is technically true. It they is are showing oh, us yeah? the return of Bray Wyatt. Absolutely. They've been very sneaky there. Been very it's it's a carny thing to do because is. wrestling is a, a carny business. That's it's a carny business yeah. to do. But I do I I would argue the people in the audience did not hear the commentary mm. and they just got yeah, that no, graphic on screen and they reacted big. I also, think... the, 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 the debut of or the re-debut of mm. Bray Wyatt sold a huge amount of tickets to this episode of Raw. People went to this show because they were expecting the I next went to bed. Episode. I went to bed last night very excited to watch this show in, in no small part because I was curious what would happen next with Bray. So to be presented, in me, I did have that immediate reaction of, oh, well, we're going to get something. And then, you know, I actually, what we did get was quite pleased with. But once you're told something's going to happen. And it was very much a... <gasps> yeah, I think they must have known mm. it was going to be a huge thing. Mm. And to do nothing, I think, is an actively terrible decision. I I don't go that far. I, I, I did watch your review. I don't... I agree with most of it. I don't think it was that bad. I thought it was a a, a fumbling of the ball. We'll get to it, I'm sure. But we, well, I mean, we won't doubt because nothing happened on this that's show. Just, that, that's not true. I wrote things down about it. I know. I'm I'm being facetious. You're joshing and it's I am working. being facetious, of course. Uh, but this episode is also sponsored if you're in the mood to click some links. Why not click the link to Surfshark because you can get 83% off. That's right. 83% off. I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're thinking. What a deal already. Oh, I mean, I couldn't, but what, I couldn't ask for a better deal. What I? if I say I give you a month free? That is a better deal. What if I give you two months free? Uh, it's just getting better and better. What if I give you three months free? I tell you to, to go outside and get some fresh air because surely you're talking crazy. You use our promo code WTPODCAST. Use that link in the video description down below. Thank you very much, Surfshark. We will go into a little more detail about that after your Ultra Chats. However, our big talking point today... I was. I thought it was going to be the Good Brothers. Mm. I thought it was going to be Bullet Club reuniting mm. on Monday Night Raw, returning to the company after Carl Anderson said he would never go back. Big mischief. I thought that would be our lead. However, just two segments later, or a, few, a handful of segments later, actually, mm. Bobby Lashley is about to uh, defend uh, defend his US title yeah. against Seth Rollins, and he gets a promo. I was like, okay, here comes Rollins, and I'm sat there, and I, I, you know predicted a while ago seth wins the belt here because mm. it's a way for it to give him a bit of a win after the loss at fight pits mm. and it's a way to get the belt off of bobby this and the other but i never and apparently this had been reported ahead of time but i wasn't checking the dirt sheets previous yeah. to it all of a sudden bloody brock lesnar comes out i gotta tell you i was can i say before we before we do anything can i be earnest and sincere for a second mm. i right i I'm loving sitting in this chair as the interim world co-host of the Raw Review. <laughs> um, because, um, and in no small part because I'm a massive wrestling fan, and I and I have I I have loved it since I was eight years old. I've never lapsed, even in the dark ages. I was still watching, still checking in. The the closest I've come to not actively taking part was the pandemic when it was all quiet in the the performance center because I found that a little bit the the, the, a, cur head. the cursed shows. Yes, it was a little bit of a, a, a head f. Um, but I had you guys and I was still I was still reading, I was still engaging. I have loved sitting in this chair in no small part because I like so much how I'm feeling like I'm really connecting to the material and really getting in and really like being able to analyze and take part and, and love and hate this thing that has meant so much to me for 25 plus years now. Um, this show was really, really good. And a, a large part of it was very much that thing we've talked about. They're trying to make it must-watch TV. Oh, and yeah. in this segment, I was texting. 
you might have heard it. You were you were having a little lunch. I was catching up, and I was texting, and then Brock's music hit that noise, and I went, "Oh, <laughs> I just was not expecting that at all." Is it because you watched the show in the office? Yeah, you? you'd been to. I was very special. I was at the London Film Festival this morning, so I wasn't able to watch it live as I normally do, ad breaks and all. Yeah. So, and then I I, I walked over to the the desk you were sat at, and you were like, "Oh." The Good Brothers return. Yeah. I popped for the Good Brothers return. Like, big time. And I, you, I went all over the room. And I think you even said to me, I was like, I'm assuming that's what we'll be leading with. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you, you varied the lead because you said to me, yeah, we'll be talking about that. And I was like, oh, I, is that the main topic? And I, nope. I was leading you down a little rabbit hole. I was being the white rabbit myself leading you down a little path. you are famously white. <laughs> <laughs> and from Kent. Mm. Uh, because I knew that you didn't know. No, I had no Brock idea. was on this show. And I've show. avoided Twitter all morning because there was something about this show that felt like there's going to be... I like... The reason I watch it live, the reason I stay up till three in the morning, four in the morning, is because I like to experience it with everyone. I like to see what's going on on Twitter. I like to have the surprise. And also, I'm an insomniac. So, um, I'm awake anyway. Might as well. I've been avoiding all things. So, this was a genuine surprise for me. I haven't read the dirt sheet, same as you. And I I was really excited. So cool. And yeah. like, it's I like the idea of Brock versus Bobby anyway. Mm. We saw it earlier this year. But it very much felt like a sort of a half thing that we saw this year. It was mm. just like, well... We put the belt on Brock, but I don't think we want to put the belt on Brock. Mm. So we'll just put a match with Lashley. Well, Lashley's got the belt now, but actually, we want to put it back onto Brock. So we'll put them in the Elimination Chamber, but we don't want them to fight. So we'll take Bobby out of the Elimination Chamber and then Brock just wins it. So it was kind of like a higgledy-piggledy mess. Mm. Brock versus Bobby under a Triple H regime really kind of excites me. And it's, again, kind of like we were talking about with Roman versus Logan Paul. It's a perfect crown jewel match. That's it. I mean, you could... If you were reading the tea leaves, if you were sort of smelling the air, a Brock return was on the horizon because there's an awful lot of green match card imagery. We've got a Saudi show coming up. Yep. So Brock's probably going to be around. That doesn't make sense. This isn't what where I was expecting him to show up, and I quite like that. Yeah, I, I, and it kind of, but at the same time, it does make sense. Yeah. It's the season premiere of Raw. As, it, as it, I mean, in this context, with Bobby. With Bobby. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Because I, so I put out a tweet uh, last week that with my predictions that was going to be that. Uh, Riddle beats Rollins in fight pits. Mm. Rollins blames Daniel Cormier for the loss, which yep. I think we got a little bit of in that match. Yep. Rollins then wins the US title and he defends it against Daniel Cormier at Crown Jewel. And a few people said to me, "It's like it's going to be Daniel Cormier versus Brock Lesnar." Yes, we, yeah, yeah. And I just because they've got that history. Got that history. Yeah. And I thought to myself, "I was like, oh yeah, I suppose that does make sense." And even then. After so many people messaged me being like, Brock's going to be at Crown Jewel, Brock's going to be at Crown Jewel, Brock's going to be at Crown Jewel. Never did I think, oh, Brock's going to be on this show to set up something for Crown Jewel. Yeah. And then when he did, I was like, oh, of course. We even said this, didn't we? A couple of, well, we're talking about Sasha and Naomi, which, you know, if you're going to, there was a, do you bring them back at Extreme Rules? Do you? I was like, we'll probably save them for a season premiere because you want that kind of big, nice shock surprise. And they did. It's just not with those two. It's not with those two. Different tag team and a different world champion. Like, yeah. You know. I, I thought this was tremendous. And I, oh, Brock, Brock came out. It was awesome. Yeah. Had just a great time. High, it just gave a load of F5s to, yeah. to Bobby. Well, I loved that he, he sort of popped up, said Bobby Lashley, and then went, that's it. I've done, my, I've, done, I've done my promo now. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you. Gave him a couple of F5s. Gave him a German suplex. Mm. Locked in the Kimura. And then they sold their story that Bobby Lashley can now no longer defend the US Championship. He was supposed to have a title match against Seth Rollins. I, How can he possibly defend the belt? Now? I did go through those. Again, I, I went through those motions. I like to very much... I like to just give the show my... I, I suspend my disbelief. I'm like, let's do it. Let's try. And then if things push me out of it, that's when I start critiquing. The the moment where he's down and he's out, I'm like, surely they're not going to take this match away from us. But he's in no condition to compete. His arm is is bad. 
surely what's going to happen is the refs aren't going to accept that he's going to know this match is over. So then when we do get the segment, you know, I'm 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 ready to critique them for the refereeing in the bell when this person is clearly injured. Sold it so great. Yeah. And I mean, I knew it was serious because Bobby was actually selling. He was. Can you believe? I know. His arm hurt. It, it, and, he, and he was telling and us. And it stayed hurt. Through his actions he that was. it was hurting. That's exactly what was happening. But Seth comes out and Seth gets in the ring and he's like, hey, I thought you were supposed to be a fighting champion. Mm. Can't believe you're trying to get out of this match again. Classic heel. And Bobby's walking goading. away. And then he just goes, what's wrong, McFly? Chicken! <laughs> Doesn't quite call him a chicken. He plays on his veteran status. <laughs> yeah, he did. He called it. He said that uh, soldiers aren't supposed to be cowards. Mm. And then Bobby turns around. Chickens were a theme of this show. We saw them right at the beginning. We, yep, we, we certainly did. I'm thinking about it. Please do continue. Uh, and then Brock, uh, sorry, Brock, even Bobby, fought through it and he got into the ring. And they just had basically a, a five-minute banger... Big, job. big spot, high Get spot, big spot, high spot. Bobby immediately goes for the spear into the pedigree. Near fall. Fro Rollins does a frog splash. Near fall. Mm. Bobby then hits a spear and you're like, oh my god, Bobby's making a comeback. Can't lock in the hurt lock because he's too hurt. Bad arm. Bad arm. Hits the stomp. Another stomp. Rollins wins. Sue Pipes. Yeah, Absolutely really. Absolutely loved this. Really big fan. I loved the, it's the details. There was a lot of details in this where I was like, you've really nailed this. Yep. Seth coming out taped ribs and all yeah riddle didn't have any problems nope but he's he's selling the tape ribs he literally leans out the ring and goes what are you talking about i'm hurt too i'm still gonna fight come on which is a sort of a baby face move so then to be like old classic heel tactic of you're a little coward and also i thought you were a soldier mate was really and he's been getting personal in all of his promos to mm -hmm. that's the character it really works loved that i was sure when he ran for that spear, I was like, oh my God, straight away. And, and, and I I was watching, I was skimming through the initial promo bit and because I wanted to catch up before we had to come on air, skimming it in two, two speeds, which I don't do. I was afraid I wasn't going to get it back to normal speed in time to watch the, the actual competition. Fortunately, I managed because that wasn't it. Fake out immediately. Then, you know, it did look at certain times like Bobby might have an opportunity here. So good. But, you know, did the job, even when that, that first dump and then he waited a while, I was like, Seth, yeah, don't be foolish. And like they had the fake out because he Bobby avoided one of the stops. Yeah. That's when he hit the spear. And like it's it really protects Bobby. Yeah, and get because they've done a massive job in protecting him and making him look like this unstoppable, almighty lad. And if you're going to set up Bobby versus Brock, yeah. you want to make sure that both of them feel at the top of their game. But you're taking the title off of one of them. So they did an amazing job of protecting Bobby here, but also still keeping him look strong in this. Defeat. He looked really strong. He looked really intense. Seth looked really smart. Yep. It, the ultimate it, opportunist. Exactly. It, it's done everything it needed to do in a really short amount of time. Kept me engaged, kept me active the whole way through. This was a brilliant segment. And then I love that we have the, the interview backstage where Lashley is like, I'll get to Seth, but I'm more angry about this guy first. Yeah. Because it... it, it I don't really care about seeing a Seth Lashley match again. Like, I don't want to see another rematch. No, no, go away. I want to see the big beefy men beating each other up. Yeah, same, absolutely same here. And I think it's a perfect match for Crown Jewel. Yeah. I'm very I'm very curious to know here, and I'd kind of like to to test the water somewhat. Uh, Mod Mother, if you, if you can hear me, can we have a poll, please? Are you excited that Brock Lesnar is back? Yes or no? I don't have any. 
I'll get you an earpiece. Okay. If you do get to come permanent co-host, if you stop being interim <laughs> co-host. <laughs> I'll fight for the right to have an earpiece. I, earpiece on a pole match. I would be curious to see, because Brock has been, I would, uh, going by our audience, divisive to say the least. Brock. There are some people who are very, yeah, Brock, very excited to see him back. Some people get very excited. Other people are like, oh, I'm sick of seeing Brock Lesnar. I've been in that camp. So have I. I when he returned before he faced Roman at SummerSlam, mm. I laughed uproariously. Right. Because I was like, the WrestleMania program was like, this is it, this is done. This is the last time we are face having these two face off against each other. And then Roman's promo was like, I've beaten everyone. There's no more, more for me to beat. And then Brock Lesnar shows up. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me now? This is where we're going. Brock Lesnar again. But actually seeing Brock Lesnar not in a title program with someone different mm. instantly has made me go like, oh yeah. Brock is great. Yeah. Brock is exciting. That's the key for me. I think it's the fact that it's not what we've seen. Yeah. I think that's what's turned me a little bit with the more recent stuff because Brock has looked like he's having fun. When it it very much felt like for a long time he was showing up and taking a paycheck. And it and it and, and there are moments in there where you see something a little bit fun from Brock, where like looks like he's having a good time. I'm thinking of Suplex City bitch. I'm thinking of uh, dancing to MVP's theme at the Royal Rumble. I'm like, when he looks like he's having fun, I'm having fun. And there's something about this Brock that looks like he's having fun. So putting him in something completely different makes him feel fresh and makes him feel fun. And I'm here for it. My favorite, one of my favorite Brock moments ever, aside from him dancing with Money in the Bank, um, is his reaction to Keith Lee in the Royal Rumble. Mm. Just... Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was one of those moments. I remember we doing the live reactions. I was like, "Well, there's money on the table right there." Yeah, like, absolutely. What was like, it? Oh, big boy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 the reaction. I was like, "Oh, okay." And then Keithley started doing. It, and it was like, "Oh, I've got a fight on my hands yeah, yeah, now." Yeah, yeah. It was so so cool. And you're like, "Yeah, oh, well, let's not capitalize on that, shall we?" Yeah, yeah no, you know, let's, like, let's put that in the bin. <laughs> let's, let's just not do that. Hey, look at all that money. Don't want <laughs> it. Could have done millionaire who could have been a billionaire. But uh, I I thought this was a great segment. I'm really pleased with uh, for Seth as well. Right man mm. to have that belt. I I think because but we've said it on the show multiple times now bobby was a very good united states champion he was just never given a story mm. he was just defending his belt in other people's stories and i don't think that really helped him or elevate yeah. the title in the way that it needs to be done trips has done a great job in resetting that belt to make it feel important Did you see seth's reaction to getting it yeah that's the other thing as well it's and actually that's the another thing i really want to put over on this show and in the new triple h era is people selling matches from the previous two nights ago yeah. like, you know bailey selling the loss to bianca belair yeah which was a vince mcmahonism was to not sell during your entrances mm. because people have paid to come and see you do your entrance ray does it i'm yeah. loving seeing ray do these really muted it's entrances. so great because it adds character yeah. and, and it makes you feel emotions yeah bailey's reaction when she came out to do her entrance was not her ha ha ha, ha ding dong i'm mm. the baddie it was like a cannot believe i so, the first thing we saw of her was just completely shut she's down. sad she's deflated yeah. and here's seth rollins it comes out he's all taped up yeah. it's selling the injuries from a previous night yeah. or, you know from a previous thing and that i think is a tremendous thing the crowd were going ballistic for rollins great crowd great great crowd and so i i thought this was a home run yeah of a segment loved I it loved too. it loved it Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Uh, we'll talk about Gallows and Anderson when we get to their segment because uh, that was part of a long segment mm. uh, on the show. Um, so in which case, we'll go straight into your ultra chats once I have got them open, which I now have. Um, oh, no, I've just been told Jenna's not here. Jenna's sick. Oh, oh I didn't know. I did. I mean, I didn't get a response in the earpiece. Mm. Oh, Jenna, well, if you're watching at home, love you, mate. Get well soon. Get Jenna. well soon. Be there for the team meeting tomorrow. I can't do it without you. <laughs> uh, so no poll, I'm afraid. Uh, Riot Diaz says, hey, yo, Brock Lesnar, what is he doing here? I can't believe he... Oh, yeah, of course, Crown Jewel. Okay, everything makes sense again. Brock does owe Bobby Lashley for the Royal Rumble. Long-term storytelling on Raw. It is a new day. Yes, it is. Yeah, it, it, that's it. It's, it's, it's pay. It's payoff. It's payoff. Lovely, like it. Lovely to see uh, everyone giving Jenna some love in the in yeah. the live chats. Give the mod mother some love. Delightful. Charles Berg. Oh, do the Hunger Games thing, but that's save that for rebellion. I don't think I'll encourage that. <laughs> save that for rebellion. You are one of my favorite things about you, Dan. You are an, a child of the Attitude Era. So you just <laughs> mentioned <laughs> nonsense, and specifically UK nonsense things Look, that it pops me. You know, if 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 we're not careful, there'll be an interaction <laughs> with an act. I'm just. I'm, I mean, I'm about to head to this uh, country's capital for the, some carnage. 
<laughs> not carnage. Not capital not carnage. Not capital carnage in the London London Arena. <laughs> Charles Berg, uh, while Brock's motivations seem to be non-existent, the match that followed got Lashley and Seth over big time, in my opinion. Lashley shows grit, mental toughness. Seth, being a vulture, immediately picks the bones of fallen prey. It was great character work. And I don't necessarily need Brock's motivation right now. Like, you know, we can get that next week. I don't need to, I don't need to have all the pieces laid out straight away. I like the question. I like the fact that Corey was like, "What? Why? Like, yeah. why is he? Why?" There was something about that that made it entertaining as well. Uh, Hannah Ella said, "Hello, lovelies. Uh, I think I've tracked some early Origin Judgment Day uh, Tad and friends from that South Park ski resort episode." Like literally no one is asking for it or challenging them but yeah get them finn love lots that. of love jam that jam always 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 a big fan uh and i'm gonna read this last one here from mike c for now that says long time watcher sorry i never chatted actually no, i've written the next two uh sorry i never chatted first off i acknowledge all of you as my <laughs> wrestle talk family thank you mike c you don't have to watch chat it's just it's nice when that made me honorary wrestle talk <laughs> yeah, i like that uh now i could be fishing but it feels like triple h has made a modern day non-comedic version of dx roman is triple h solo is sean usos are the new age outlaws and sammy is x park i see the parallels i yeah. don't it's, 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 it's solo's not sean though no that's that that's the only place this sort of falls down mm. is solo sokoa and sean michaels are not the ones to be it's the other way around Roman is Sean because you remember Triple H was Sean's. Well, that's, like, that's what I was going to say. Like yeah. DX was Sean was the the mm. leader until he hurt his back and left, and then Triple H took over. But like Sean's the OG leader of the group. He's the main event. Don't love that this makes Paul Heyman China. I think it more like, no, no. Well, his, I think this <laughs> no, is more like belts. I think it's more uh, a regime. Mm. Uh, McMahon Helmsley regime, which means that Heyman is Stephanie. Oh, okay, fine, I can accept that. Can yeah, accept Heyman that. is Stephanie McMahon. They bring in Naomi. Naomi could be China. Yes, absolutely. I still got that on my little bucket list. Uh, and lastly, for now, the mayor of Painesville Dan says, "Hello, Luke. Hello, Professor. Other Dan Layton." <laughs> I hope you're doing well. Isn't it exciting? Next week, Dexter Loomis will have his first official main roster match. I cannot wait for the Uber for Uber performer to excite the masses. It will be lovely. We'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs> I was very upset. I was so disappointed with you when there wasn't a big cake. I see my face. The, well, the second, they, the second they, they said there was not big cake there, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be anywhere near as far as I wanted. <laughs> Devastating. You've already cocked it up, lads. Yeah. Uh, Got it. Please do check out this episode's sponsor, Surfshark VPN. It is the Wrestle Talk Parts Fun Known Wrestle Talk podcast vpn of choice if you're ever in america and you have been you watched extreme rules over the weekend you had to watch it through uh, peacock uh, uh, rubbish peacock whereas we cool people got to watch it through the wwe network still going strong oh still going strong here in the united kingdom and it is a fabulous wonderful app Mm. It's had a bit of a rough game, rough start, but yeah, now yeah. it's like in its final perfect form. Yeah. Whereas you chumps still have to use Peacock. Ha! Ha! But with Surfshark VPN, you could get access to the proper WWE network. Then have to use Peacock and it's NAF service. <laughs> you can use cool, cool stuff like the WWE network. Also, you can get access to iPlayer or all four. All four. Oh. All four. All four. What is Oh, what, I mean, yeah, you can watch... UK TV play. You can watch Task... Oh, if only you can aspire to watch, you can watch old episodes of Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> but yeah, get on the iPlay and you can watch MasterChef. There you go. You could go and watch... I'm currently re-watching this year's uh, Great British Menu. I love that you... I'm like, should we talk about this 
incredible new television program that is, like is is making. No, no, no. I'm gonna watch the Great British Menu from last year. <laughs> no, well, that's this year's one. Oh, my apology. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch it again. I want to see if the Northeast was as bad as I remember it being. <laughs> Had a terrible year in the Northeast. This did. Uh, but yeah, you can get that through Surfshark. Surfshark deals forward slash. Go to our link in the video description down below. Use the promo code WT Podcast and get yourself eighty three percent off and three months extra for free. And if you're in the UK, you can get access to things like Hulu mm. over in America or HBO Max and all that cool stuff over there. So. And also, you know, get region block stuff like Netflix yeah. and Amazon Prime. You know, all the stuff that's locked away in different countries. Get access to all of it. So it's a great reasons, I feel. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So let's unpetty the world. With I completely agree. So use our link, please do. Use the promo code WT Podcast. Right, this episode opened with D-Generation X. I'll read you my notes here. Um, DX act like dickheads backstage and do bad jokes about chickens and cocks. Oh dear, it's latter day DX. Yeah, let's talk about this immediately because I genuinely was like, oh, this is fun. And then they cut to Triple H with his glasses on. And I was like, great, great visual guy liking that he's an old man they're all old men because can't, well, can't swear yeah and i and i had you know been looking forward to the idea of of dx being used as like that all my, i i i foolishly had hopes that dx were going to be used as a feeder in some way shape you or form. Fool. yeah i held you out hope young I naive I, fool. I, this is a degeneration x yes. reunion segment they well, had to they serve one purpose it's for them to go out be cool and mm. say their catchphrases. Well, they 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 achieved one of them. They achieved two of them. They went out and they said their catchphrases. But we'll get to that in a bit because right now I was having a great time until suddenly they started doing visual gags with rubber chickens. Like DX in two thousand six was very bad, <laughs> awful, awful, awful reunion they had. Because they were. They were PG DX. They weren't the DX of old. The Attitude Era podcast, AE podcast, have the best description of them, which is they look like a bunch of dads on a second stag do. That's literally it. I wrote a very similar thing down myself. It is the perfect encapsulation of what is wrong with them. They are a bunch of dads trying to relive their mm. youth because Clive's getting married for a second time and Sandra's let him go to Prague for the it's, weekend. It's a film about one last hurrah. Yeah, but they keep having that one last hurrah. And it, we had about, I feel like we've had about 12 in the past two years. Yeah. And I know we haven't, but with the Hall of Fame and, and other things. And they, just... and they keep saying, and all of them is like, man, God, we're old, eh? Oh, I didn't like... aren't, aren't, we, aren't we old? Are we going to talk about that, them later, or should we just talk we'll, about it we'll one about... go? Yeah, let's talk about it one go. Because it was, it, was it, was a not, a... it was a nothing segment. It was an eight-minute segment at yeah. the end of the show. I, when was... they just said, came out and said catchphrases. What they did was come out and call us all old. They they told their advertisers that the the target demographic is old now, yeah. and I'm like, no. Well, in fairness, the average age of a raw viewer, I believe, is 44. That's not good. It's 44. I'm gonna double check that. It actually, might be. I might be in their 50s. Nonetheless, the, the, my point stands. Like advertisers are looking for that 18 to 30 demographic, 18 to 54. But ideally, they want as many younger people as possible because they're the ones with the disposable income. So to stand there and be like, look, we all have old, old men. It's 55. That's not good. 55 is the median age of Raw. 56 is the median age of SmackDown. And Dynamite is 49. Dynamite is 49? That surprises me. Yeah. Okay, interesting. It does skew younger, oddly. Because yeah. it doesn't feel like it's a younger product. I, I imagined it was much younger. I imagined mm. that it was... It was uh, I, WWE being in its like 40s to 50s scans. I, for some reason, imagined Dynamite to be a little bit cooler. 
And so a little bit younger. Well, you'd think that, but NXTs, I believe their median age at one point was 60. Which is gross. Yeah. With the whole, let's get naked and have sex. Yeah. But anyway. That's the show you want to see, I guess. What is <laughs> one? So I, I will tell a little anecdote uh, here as a, sort of how I feel about DX. Mm. Um, I saw Blink-182 at Reading Festival in the year 2000. You sure did. So I was uh, 14. Okay. Uh, when I saw uh, D- uh, saw Blink One Eighty Two, uh, Reading Festival Two Thousand. Uh, apologies to Editor Vinny. I am about to drop a swear here, but I feel like I need to in order to get over the you know the anecdote itself. And they come out on stage, and I was like, "Hey!" And whichever one it was goes, "We're here to f- your moms." And it's, you know, it's 2000. Yeah. We all had a big laugh. Everyone has a good Oh, laugh. American Pie is the biggest thing at the moment. Jackass is very popular. Mm-hmm. It was very, very funny. Right. I then saw them again at Reading Festival in 2005, maybe in 2006, in fact. And they came out on stage and everyone went, hey. And they went, we're here to f*** your moms. And I was like, oh no, they're doing the same Same thing. thing. They haven't grown. Mm. They're doing the same act. And all of a sudden I felt incredibly old and felt actually quite cringy. I was like, oh no, I used to think that was funny. Mm. And now it's not. And I feel actually a bit sad for them. That is how I feel about DX. It's a very pertinent analogy. When they do, there are four cocks on this TV here. And then... Triple H grabs one of them and she was like, whoop, choke choke his chicken now. And this all walking up, I was like, you are nearly 60. This is it. And it's just, and also like, I I know that under that hat, Sean's got a little sort of Frasier haircut, you know? (laughs) So I'm like, you're not cool, Sean. Like, you're cool. No, no, no. no, Sean's the only cool one of this group. They're all legends in that way. They are all legends. Sean is the only one that still looks cool. He's got a Frasier haircut. Sean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sean, but he carries it well. Because he puts a hat on it. Yeah, with his, like, leather jacket stuff and his sunglasses. Sean looks like a... He got a big old jam, didn't he? Yeah, well, Sean looks like 180. (laughs) And... (laughs) He does. And BG James, Road Dog, has just aged 20 years in the last five. Honestly. And Trips looks like a dad that's now running a business. And Xbox looks exactly the way he should when you think about what Xbox did for the, the Nauties. Absolutely. Yeah. But he looks the coolest of yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. I, this is, I just, I don't, I, don't I, I like the idea of seeing DX. I like the idea of here. I love that music. It's great. It's great. And have a good time. It's a lovely time. But this was nothing. <laughs> it was a celebration of DX. They came out, they did the catchphrase. They didn't even make they? any funny jokes about daddy ass. Then when they sort of like, well, Corey Graves. Corey did. Graves made Corey a joke Graves about Daddy did. Ass. Yeah, Corey Graves did. They didn't. Yeah, it was a funny line though. It was a good line. It was a really good line. And they, 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 sh- they shouted out China. They shouted out China, which you know, it, the guilt is a wonderful thing. Long overdue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just mm, use it as a segment to get someone else over. Well, yeah, but you kind of can't. Well, trips the, is there. I was gonna, well, this is it. Like when they announced that they were doing uh, DX reunion, so many people were like, "Oh, the fiend will come out, and the fiend will attack them. They'll use this to put over a new group. They'll have an interaction with Judgment Day and stuff." And I was like, "We've all seen these DX segments, haven't we?" Yeah. Like this is this is what they do. Mm-hmm. They come out. They pretend they invented the Attitude Era, which that's the other thing they like to do, and they do their catchphrases and they leave. Yeah. That's what you get from a DX segment. That's what you've paid your money to see. Yeah. So this is, was exactly what I expected it to be. They, they but it, it should not have been the main event of this show. It was a, It was the main event for the live crowd. Yes. But, in a way, yeah. But 
I, I watched on TV. I was like, we've got eight minutes left and you're not going to do anything with them. But okay. it was also a live crowd. That it is a bit of a fun fact for you. When they announced the DX was on the show, didn't really move any tickets. They announced Roman Reigns was going to be on the show, move tickets. Then The Fiend debuted or re-debuted at Extreme Rules and it shifted even, even more, more tickets. Yeah. So DX actually didn't shift any tickets. They weren't for the this selling event, point of the show. But they still made themselves the selling point of this show. It was like, oh, well, the reason this place is packed out is because of us. I think the thing is it didn't damage anyone. I think that's where I'm, that's where I'm not angry at it. it and it was only eight minutes. There's a world where they bury an act or they bury mm -hmm. a talent and they didn't. And it was at the beginning of the show they had a silly joke. In the middle of the show they had a silly joke. And at the end of the show they had a silly well, not silly joke, they just were there. It didn't do any damage, so I'm not that mad at it. No. It didn't ruin the show in any way, shape, or I don't think you can be mad at it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we've got a brand new commentary team of Cora Graves and Kevin Crabpatrick. Um, and... <laughs> oh, 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 man, what is this? I've said, look... Uh, they say we'll relive the return of Bray later tonight. I hope that doesn't mean they're just going to show a recap. Is this that you wrote in your notes? I, I wrote that in my Great, notes. Yeah. But uh, so Corey and Kevin, we'll talk about this briefly because we do need to get into the show. Uh, it's a first night. Yeah, I know the Kevin was fine, but it is first night jitters. I, I totally get it. it's a three-hour show. How, how many of these have I done? And this is my fourth. This is my fifth, maybe fourth, fifth, fourth, yeah. fourth one of them. Uh, I've been complaining about commentary for weeks. Once again, the doors I've opened. They've changed the commentary teams. I'm really fixing it. I'm fixing it. Triple H is watching. So you're welcome. No, I agree. I think Kevin did a very good job. Yeah. I think I think given how much I've whined about commentary and the bickering between Byron and the nothing that Jimmy offered. This was refreshing, if only for the fact that there was an Irish accent there. And it seems like Corey and Kevin have genuine affection. Yeah, they seem to quite like each other, so yeah. that's quite nice. There were some really nice lines from Corey and yeah. some really nice retorts, from which gave me, uh, not shades of, but like very much like, oh, I remember this now. Like, you know, there was a bit of... Part of the reason that JR and uh, the King worked so well is because you could tell that they were like really good mates and they would bicker mm. and bicker and bicker and it was fun. And it made you as the audience want to be involved versus... It felt like Corey and Byron just didn't like each other. And, you know, when you're in a group project and you've got to work with these people who just keep taking shots at each other, and it's not fun. That's why Jimmy sort of felt like he didn't really add a lot. Yes. So I think first show, Kevin hasn't really found his feet yet, but it was a good first showing. Let's see. Yeah, it's just it, because he was a backstage interviewer, mm. you're not allowed to have a personality. It just feels like he doesn't have a personality currently. So well, I'm excited to see what that is. Yeah. And the the. the bit that highlighted it for the most for me was the the Ray and Judgment Day stuff. Because mm. you compare like the commentary that Michael Cole did right. during the Edge Balor match, and then when Ray came out and all the interaction between Ray and Dom, it was so emotional and raw and real. Mm. And it made you care about the story more. When like here, it's just Kevin being like, Dominic there. I actually think Cole had a weak showing on Extreme Rules. Oh, I strong disagree. The hot and spicy take. He's been getting <laughs> better and better and better now that he has the shackles released. I think he's. I think we saw. I, you can see that as long ago as in the Cruiserweight Classic and in the Mae Young Classic, like when he was offered the opportunity to commentate without Just commentary, he would do really well. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've been seeing that now that, that he's not got an, a you know geriatric insane person billowing in his ear. Um, I just thought there were a few calls on the show. I mean, Extreme Rules was wonky all over the place, especially in the women's uh, SmackDown women's title match. I saw a lot of flaws that were made worse by commentary. Awful. Awful. That was the rare occasion when Cole was on fire. And it's because of that, that you know, screaming, no one is going to think less of you if you quit. And, and, and you know, I... Um, I, as a father, this is making me furious. And I was there like with the ladder match. You've got all that history as well. You know, the, mm. the, the ladder match with custody. It's weirdly Cole 
this is personal for Cole as well. Yeah. Uh, Kevin and Corey kind of have that weird ads. This this would be rubbish for us. They're treating it more solemnly than furiously, yeah. and I think that's a different. I don't think worse angle to take. But the bloodline opened this show, uh, and which means that we got to skip forward a good ten minutes of this while they just slowly walked to the ring. <laughs> uh, Roman had a very cool little interesting promo. Hits about how the loudest in the room is the weakest in the room. If you're the weakest in the room, then you're a fool. He turns to Jay. He's like, Jay, are you a fool? Yeah. And it looks like they're about to have a bit of a tete-a-tete and Sammy jumps in. Great reactions for Sammy throughout this show. And yeah. Sammy jumps in and is like, whoa, it's, oh, yeah. hey, Roman, I don't need to, you don't need to sort this out. I'll, I'll take this on. And Sammy interrupted Roman. And like Jay looked at me like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Paul and Heyman. Paul Heyman was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And Roman had this look on his face and was like, what are you doing? And then just broke into that smile. I was like, Sammy, you're right. Doesn't that smile terrify you? It's so scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I cannot get enough of this storyline. Yeah. It, it is the best thing in WWE. It's not the best thing on Raw because there's a SmackDown storyline that cameos on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, Judgment Day is funny enough the best thing on Raw, in my personal opinion. Weird but I think this is the best thing in WWE right now. Mm-hmm. And every rank... And I, I, I'm both looking forward to and dreading the day that Roman turns on Sammy. Mm. And I think it is going to be like a real gut-wrenching moment for the crowd because we like seeing Sammy in this group, but we know that it's not going to be forever. Mm. And like, I was actually kind of really missing Kevin Owens on this show and like that pleading with Sammy and stuff and, and this and the other. But in the end, Sammy was like, you asked me to look after Jay and make it my problem. So I'm going to make it my problem. I'm going to deal with this now. And he's based on Jenny. He has this wonderful line where he says, look, me and Roman have been having a lot of really deep and meaningful conversations. Like there's just between the two of us. There's like really about, you know, really personal things, but that's not important right now. Yeah. <laughs> Little like digs and stuff in there. And he's like, you're not being cool. We're all cool. Solo's cool. Jimmy's cool. Roman's cool. You're not being oozy. 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 <laughs> Get it in the dictionary. Oozy. I tell you what I loved about this was that he was giving you the energy of like the office manager of a startup company somewhere yeah. trying to speak the language. It, 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 he was this close to being Captain America. So you're not very <laughs> oozy. Like he's yeah, it's, it's, great. Like, it's a lot of fun. And what you could tell as well, what sells this even even more. Roman and Jay just look like they're having the time of their lives. Yeah. They, they look like they're genuinely enjoying it. But they get to give performances. Yeah. Because like, once again, Jay is a character, which yeah. he hasn't been for so long yeah. now. And I think this has added a brand new, lovely dimension to Roman as well. Yeah. There's that when Sammy finishes his speech, Jay just grabs a microphone and he doesn't look at Sammy, just looks past him, looks at Roman's like, are you serious? Is this a joke? Yeah. Are you ribbing me? Yeah. Like, is that what this is? Like, trying to figure out what Roman's motivations are. It's so tasty. So tasty. And then Matt Riddle comes out. Matt Riddle talks about how he's king of the fight, but he beats Seth Rollins. He wants another shot at Roman. Roman was like, nah. <laughs> so Matt challenged someone else into the bloodline. And Jay's like, oh, Sammy, you're, you said you're going to step up and sell things. I think you should probably sell this. And Sammy's like, yeah, I don't really know. Matt starts making fun of the bloodline. Just like, oof. He's disrespecting the bloodline. Are you going to allow him to disrespect mm. the bloodline? So Sammy challenged him to a match later on. And it it was it was so much fun. I had a big smile on my face the whole way through. That was just tremendous. Yeah. Uh, we then had Austin Theory versus Johnny Gargano. Um, crowd weren't that hot for this. Mm. It's funny because uh, I bought it. And I think that, you know, it, it, as, as, a, as a, a more like, intense wrestling fan who knows all these people and, and knows that we're in for some good wrestling. I was there for it, but I guess if you're a casual viewer or someone who's just picked up tickets because you heard of Bray Riot or whatever, um, 
maybe you didn't have enough build. I don't know, this has had like weeks and weeks of build. Yeah, I like, don't know. I, it, it's. I'm not, I'm trying to think why a casual person in the audience might not. Yeah, I get it. I, it is, yeah. And I, I thought it was a crisp match. Yeah, very really crisp. Good. Yeah, And it was a really cool finish as well. That Tope mm. um, swinging DDT and then the slingshot oh. DDT for the win was very, very good. But man, that poor Austin Theory cannot buy a win. Well, what was interesting here, and I actually really liked it, it was really nice details again, was the fact that he was um, using Gargano's moves. He used the Gargano escape button. He did use a Gargano escape less good than Johnny Gargano. It mm -hmm. was it, when Gargano locked his in, it's like, this one looks way better. He also, the thing that that kicked off his sort of downfall, he went to do that, you know, that he does that sort of leapfrog spear situation. He tried to do that and got punched in the face. And that's what led to the ending segment. And I'm like, okay, I quite like the idea of this student teacher thing that they're selling on commentary. Student isn't as good as the teacher, so he loses. I don't think it... It didn't quite translate. does anything to theory. Well, I, I don't think it just detracts from him. I think it continues this idea that he's, uh, he, he, I'm the youngest money in the bank person in the world, but yeah, but you're not necessarily well, good enough for it yet. The problem is, I believe, he has won one match since winning money in the bank. Mm. That means he's lost a lot of yes. matches. Yep. So as a viewer, you're just seeing this guy that apparently is going to be the next WWE champion just be beaten all the time. So I just don't think people take him seriously. People don't take him that's as, a, a, as yeah, a threat. That's a fair so I think that that then doesn't translate into any of his matches either because he's just this goof that's got the, the briefcase. Mm. I, I really think we are setting ourselves up here for him to reach Money in the Bank next year, still not cashed in, and he doesn't cash in at all. And it's just like, your, time, your, your time expired. So he doesn't even fail at the cash-in. That is he, one of the few things they haven't done. Exactly. He just never cashes it in. Mm. And he just gets it taken off of him. Mm. Well, I mean, that one, mm, my head's doing the storyline thing now. Like, well, what could that open up? Yeah. Uh, however, the more. Uh, oh, Shinar's guard nearly jumped ahead of the segment. Uh, we then got Rey Mysterio versus Chad Gable. Decent little match. Um, uh, Rhea and Subanik came out and tried to cause a distraction, but it was less of a distraction because Rey just won. Yeah. Um, how do you say shoosh in Irish? Was a, a line from Corey to Kevin Patrick, which was like. They like each other. I like that very much. How do you say shoosh in Irish? I thought this was a great TV match. Good TV match, like yeah. It, it, it did the job. They both got in. They both looked good. The right person won. Uh, Gable keeps losing, but I don't care because Jack Gable is he, good. Well, I was going to say, he is not someone who just needs to go out and win. Nope. Because he's not in a, he's not really in a storyline. No. He's, his purpose, and the, and the purpose of Alpha Academy at the moment is to help along other storylines. Did it with Gargano and Theory. Did yeah. Doing it in this instance if they want to, you know. Um... Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was. It was kind of the it was the equivalent of like Aston Villa versus Southampton in the Premier League. <laughs> like these two have been booked in a match so that they can have a match with each other because they've got to work at well, some yeah, point. You have to have a match against at some point. You got to yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. So but, City but, can't have every match. exactly. So that, but this you're right. This was what then began City. a really long segment, which was quite entertaining. Oh, I, I thought it was wonderful stuff. So mm. like Dominic gets in the ring afterwards, and he is asking his dad to hit him. Hit me. Hit me. You hit me. And he kept screaming at his face, and Ray went to even put his hands behind his back. He will not hit his son. Big slap in the face. Reese and Balor jump up onto the apron, so Ray goes and attacks them, and Dominic knocks down Ray. Big crazy heat from the crowd here, and the I the Dom the heat that Dom gets is so so great. Yeah. And then when Rhea is holding Ray in position, so Dominic can hit the six one nine, and he even sort of mocks Ray yeah. doing like the taunt and everything. It's so good. Yeah, it's really good, and it's really sold by Ray's performance. And I and I'm not someone who will generally compliment Ray Mysterio's acting ability because I think he's quite wooden a lot of the time. 
he was really, really selling it. He was doing such a good job with the pain and the grief and the just devastation that this is causing him. And I'm buying it. Yeah. I'm, they're selling it to me and I'm buying it. Um, judge, we went to an ad break, came back. Judgment Day was still in the ring. Rhea has an armband on with Beth written on it because they gave her the concerto at Money in the uh, Extreme Rules, rather. Because she's a git. And Finn talked about how he made Edge quit. Dom is getting the most heat of anyone in this group, I though. They hand it. the microphone to Dom, and he basically just says, it turned me on to uh, see Rhea kill Beth. And I know it turned you on, on as well. you bloody oh, simps. We all got huge bonus over that. I love <laughs> that line because it's like, tell him he's wrong. I know a lot of you people with your phones in your hand tweeting along. You're loving it. Absolutely. You're loving it. You're all asking her to step on you, you big <laughs> dirty pervs. Yeah. It's, it's so, so great. And I, get, and I like that they are really leaning in to this mm. she dominates me yeah i am her sub and she is my dom and it's allowing me so, to find my yes. yeah i'm her dom and also the it's very complicated yeah. uh, 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 linguistically mm -hmm. um it's it's like leaning into him he they all seem to love how much he, he's getting and it seems to be giving him confidence yeah he's getting better and it's like lean into the thing that you've got which is that we all want to punch you we exactly. literally we want to see you be punched he is one promo away from on raw just being like she pegs me. <laughs> and you're all jealous of that. And I can see it in the look on your faces. <laughs> Every one of you wishes you were me. Just in a backstage segment, she's just putting away in the drawer. She's cleaning it while they're talking, while they're being like, oh, we're great. We're amazing. <laughs> yeah, Damien Priest is like, we rule. <laughs> yeah, we really do, Damien. Anyway, they turned their attention to Uncle Alan. The second they said Uncle Alan, I was like, my gal is an Anderson back then. Mm. And... They come out, or AJ Styles comes out, and he's like, Finn, you're right. Yeah. When my back is against the wall, I do need friends. I need family. Mm. And it looks like he's about to join he Judgment Day. Flex. He does. And he gives a big hug. So it's like, Lord Mother takes off one sick day in this outfit. <laughs> we bring up pegging. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. <laughs> And then they give her a hug, and Finn's got this big old smile on his face, being like, "Ha ha, we got him to join the group." And then AJ goes, "I wasn't talking about you." And Valor's expression is like, Abuh. "Delicious camera work here. <laughs> the camera work from the the back of the hug, and then the other side of the hug. Great acting from both of them." Gallows and Anderson oh. make their return to WWE. Come down to the ring. We have got. Well, the club, the OC, whatever you want to call them, battling against Judgment Day. Yeah. Everyone scarpers. Finn, well, Finn is giving it. I made you. I made you. And I love that. So great. Love that. I love that he was genuinely a little bit nervous, but also like furious about it. I, at this point in in watching it, I you'd all gone to the shops, and I was sort of alone in the office, and I just did a little dance. I was like, yeah, and I was like, battling. I was like, this is happening. It's so great, and I'm yeah. I I've not. It's the best thing on Raw. Yeah, it really, it's, it's, they're all really, and then, and then the actual, like, clash, the fight between them was so intense and really exciting because, you know, they do Scarper. Then you're sort of left with Finn and AJ in the ring, and Finn bolts it out of the ring, but it's literally milliseconds before AJ is kind of launching him onto this table. Yeah. And I'm like, all about so it. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. I I'm very, I'm in for all of yeah, this. Yeah. I was, I was so impressed. I really had a good time. I really, really, did you spot, I don't know if this is on purpose. Did you spot the odd camera work? Yeah, they had this sort of like... Twice. Yeah, like a GoPro camera. Twice. Yeah. And I was like, what's that? Because hmm. at one time, I, I, I again thought I'd missed a table spot and it was just a camera that had been knocked over and they accidentally got to it. But they cut to a weird camera angle twice. Both of them were a little GoPro-y. Yeah. 
GTV? <laughs> like, what's that exactly? Triple H um, bringing everything back from the actual era. Just something to keep a little eye on. I don't know what that is. It might be nothing, but yeah. But I, I otherwise really loved it. Yeah. Something I don't love, and I'm less into now. Byron, the human mic stand, as he is now, um, has replaced Kevin Patrick in this, that this role. This is the role he should have. Interviews Bailey and the rest of Damage Control. Oh, did you not like this? Well... Here is why I'll, I'll say that I wasn't keen on this. Bailey basically talked about like Dakota Kai said we're going to get Bailey a rematch. So then Bailey has a match with Candice LeRae. Bailey does a really good job of selling the ladder, uh, the ladder match injuries, and Candice gets a shock roll up win. Yeah. So Candice pins Bailey. Yeah. And then Damage Control beat up Candice. Bianca Belair comes out to make the save, and they beat up Bianca Belair, and they stand tall. And I'm like, so we're building towards Belair Bailey again by having. Bailey lose effectively a three-on-one handicap ladder match and then lose a match to Candice LeRae. It's See, not really a way to make her feel like a big imposing threat. And like Damage Control's reactions are now so much less than what they were when they first started. I think that they have done quite a bad job in keeping up the momentum of Damage Control. And I think the lot. I think Bianca Belair was the right call to win at Extreme yep. Rules, but the manner in which she won, which is that she beat them three on one, you can't then just be like, and now Bailey's standing tall and she's going to challenge for I the belt that. again. Yeah, I mean, I I I thought and wanted Bailey to win because I want this dominant heel damage control situation. Um, I do think it was a really great showing for Bianca. It was one of the highlights of the great. show for me. Um, I thought that that uh, double. Um, KOD. KOD, which was like, you know, almost didn't happen, almost slipped off, but really they pull it. It made her look great. She, she doesn't need Anne Friends. I think you said this in, the, in your review. Um, she's sort of fine on her own, and I, and I kind of really liked that. I then was a little bit like, well, so what do you do with damage control now? And I'm like, okay, as we're seeing Byron do the interview, Bailey looks really like, oh, crap, didn't win, not great. Then Dakota kind of comes in and the lines that they were giving were like, hang on, she was there for me when I was at my lowest. Um, so we're fine. And like, I'm going to I want to pay her back for the faith that she's had in me. And then Io speaks uh, in, in Japanese and, and, and it's really it's fresh. And then and then Bailey gets that smile on her face back. The fact that it was a surprise roll up win, I don't think makes Bailey look bad, but it does add to this idea that Bailey's confidence might shake. I don't know. I wasn't as mad at it. I, I didn't think it caused as many closed doors as it, as as you seem to to feel but i do know what you mean it's it all hinges on where we're going next well that's it like i think if you were telling a story of bailey's um confidence has been rocked mm. by this loss i think that's a fascinating story to do it but then she shouldn't be going for the title again you should be moving bianca into something else yeah and then circling back to bailey at a different point unless you you because i i uh, you're you're right. It technically was a handicap ladder match, unless you do go for a rematch and damage control get in the way, and it does work this time. And then it's like, well, you wouldn't have won this unless. And but uh, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I, you, I, you, I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, mm, what it, do we do now? It's murky. You're right. The momentum has kind of a little bit stumbled. And I think all you had to do was just not do Bian like Bianca and Bailey again. Yeah, just move Bailey and damage control into a different program. Give Bel Air something else to do. Give her like Alexa or Asuka or something, you know, like we've done all this to help you. We took, you know, massive hits for you and we can do a little program with them. Then you come back to Bailey once she has got that confidence back again and you've done a, a couple of programs over here mm. and make us want to see another match between the two of them rather than just doing the rematch. With one eye on war games though, 
I guess. Well, yeah, well, then again, that's always the problem with war games, yeah. I suppose, in a way, isn't it? Like, it's, you know, we just say this about the NXT one. It was just like, there was a period of time within NXT where all of a sudden four guys just had to come together to face off against Undisputed mm. Era because, well, war games is coming up. So we have to pause a storyline we're doing or alter a storyline we're doing because we've got to do war games. Mm. So you sort of, like, book yourself in a corner with a stipulation. Yeah. But, yeah, I suppose we kind of have to do it this way so we can do... If war games was in a couple of weeks' time, you could just carry on. Um, knowing that it's at the end of November is yeah. a little bit like that's a while away yet. It's a while away yet, and it also means that we're going to be having Bianca and Bailey feud mm. until the new year. It's curious. It's yeah, it's interesting. We then got the Mrs. Birthday celebration. My first note here: there isn't a big birthday cake, so Dan will be disappointed. Was I? De- I was devastated. Is what I was. That was a. T- I spotted it. I was like, that is a tight. No one's coming out of that. Uh, they got some local sports team heat. My wife thought that was hysterical because she's like, do they always do this? I love I the fact like, that they're going to make references to people that none of us in the UK know. Yeah. I was like, yeah, they always do. Your local sports team is rubbish. Yeah. And I was like, and it always works. And she went, why? They even they even do it when they come over here. Like, we care that much. Yeah, but it's funny when they do it here because like, they go to Manchester yeah. and they're like, oh, I bet you don't like and try and name me like another Manchester. It was like, no, we hate Liverpool. Yeah. We're, we're also, and, and half of us here don't actually support City yeah. or, or United <laughs> because every United fan's in London. City can't fill their own stadium, let alone yours, mate. Uh, fan. Did I just? I wanted to get that dick in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, just to be clear. Yeah, and also live in London. And also, is... <laughs> ap- ap- apropos to be a Man United fan. My whole family live in Trafford. <laughs> it's my team. <laughs> the people used to come at me, but I felt like I said on the show that I was, you know, an Everton fan. Now I was like, oh yeah, typical. Live down the south. I was like, my parents are from yeah. Liverpool. Like I was born there. I'll fight it. I'll fight it. Anyway, um, I cannot believe though in all of this. They brought back the massive balls thing. Well, there were two things that popped me. I did enjoy the massive balls. No, you didn't, Dan. No one likes the massive balls thing. Guilty. Uh, I also loved that. There there, that, there that was one of the two good things that came out of the segment. The only other good thing that came out of the segment was we got a little burst of the best theme in the history of WWE, Maurice's Pourquoi. Mm-hmm. That is one of the finest themes that there is. I will, I listened to it in my gym playlist. I haven't been to the gym in about three years, but it's, it's still on the playlist. Um... That was it. The rest of it, I was like, well, no one's coming out of the cake. His head's going to be there. And then I thought there was going to be a moment. Have you have you done the bit? Can I start right Go, go for it. Go for it. I thought there was going to be a moment where Maurice got really cross at Dexter and maybe had a little go, like, stop it. I'm sick of this. Like, and and, and it's, it, enhancing the idea that, that Miz is just a little coward and his wife fights the battles for him. Nope. She ran away as well. Nothing. This this is WWE dragging their heels on this. I mean, and he we, the balls, and then they went they went and got the balls back. Yeah, they were inflated again. Or no, no, they, they were, were they, they were just, deflated. They, just well, the them. reason Why did they go and get them? so well the re- so they could do a DX comedy skit backstage, so DX could make balls jokes. That's the only reason these balls were in this segment is so they could do some lame DX comedy about balls in another segment. I'm devastated because the Miz is better than this, and. Like finally, they announced next week it's going to be Miz versus Dexter. Well, at least I think it's official. Road Dog just said it was happening. Can we talk? I'm going to talk again. The details and logic matter in order to suspend someone's disbelief. Road Dog booked a match between someone who isn't in contract with WWE, so yeah. he's just been showing up with no reason. The stipulation of this match is that if Miz wins this match, to which Dexter has not agreed, Dexter will. Never come back. He's gone forever. He doesn't have a contract. 
He's coming anyway. Yeah, he shouldn't be here anyway. He doesn't even go here. He doesn't even go here. That was last week. Why? 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 But at least some forward movement. And I felt like Road Dog ballsed his line as well. No pun intended. Because he said, hey, look, Miz, it's going to be you versus Dexter next week. If you win, you're gone forever. If Loomis wins, he gets your balls. And Sean just, Shawn Michaels just goes, and uh, he gets a contract as well. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, and he also gets a contract, and yeah. he then gets to work here. Yeah, I, Which, actually, I mean, like Sean's the booker of NXT, so he knows how he knows how the process works. I actually had forgotten that Dexter doesn't work here. It's been so long of them doing nothing with this story. I forgot he doesn't work here. I'm really upset about this birthday. I got so excited last week at all the prospects. Oh, I know you did. You set yourself up for your own. I thing, really my did. Friend. I, you see, the thing is, I didn't. I knew this was going to be a bit naff. I thought it was going to be really fun. So when it was just naff, <laughs> I, I didn't feel... <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that was rubbish. I'm so when go. it was naff, I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course it was naff. Can we I... all knew it was going to be naff. I, but I've been, I've been enjoying... I like The Miz very much. I've been enjoying this segment for quite a while. Um, you know, I've been, I've been patient along with everybody. Why does it hurt so much? Because it was real. <laughs> I'm now devastated that this is, has jumped. I, I'm, I'm past it now. And that's a shame. Yeah. Well, maybe next like next week at least is our first step forward in this storyline. So finally. Don't um, make me don't make me hope. <laughs> and what's beat up two lads? We then got um, uh, Bobby Lashley <laughs> and Seth Rollins in the US <laughs> Times. Like, well, I mean, there's nothing. No, there's no, I agree. Yeah, because he's no different than any other giant that's ever been there. Yeah. Um, my wife, who was in the room, actually, that was the other thing. Where's my note I wrote here? Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Here's the other thing I want to say about the. Um, the the cake the birthday segments yeah two things one uh, I really wish my wife was not in the room when I was watching it why because I felt very embarrassed because I could see her sat there being like this is so rubbish yeah this is why does my husband watch this why is this his job to does he like this yeah what an idiot and I started being like oh why can she have been here during the bloodline stuff I because that's I at least this, good I had this over the weekend where um I with my lady companion was watching Extreme Rules and we watched the opening match together and right. she was like oh I can see that you're really into this and I can this seems very exciting and all of this stuff and then we watched the rest and she was like these two aren't very good I was like, <laughs> that's piercing analysis thanks babe <laughs> the other thing credit to Maurice in this segment. Always credit to Maurice. Because they tried to do this contrived thing where she was going to get knocked into the cake and she missed it yeah, she by did. a country mile. Completely whiffed it. But a consummate pro. <laughs> she just reached up, grabbed a bunch of cake, pulled it down and rubbed it on her face so it looked like she did. <laughs> Don't make me like them again. I've just moved past it, Luke. <laughs> Uh, then we had the mask. Then we had Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins. Um, then we had then we had a Bray doing a, a video saying that he is Misters, because they'd replayed the um, return the the return bit earlier. Like it, it cut to the you know commentators and they were like the greatest return ever in WWE. Mm. Bray's return, Bray Wyatt. I'm mean, sure you've seen it, but we're going to relive it again in all of its glory because it's I've so so chills. good. We're going, yeah. I've still got chills and all of this. And I'm like absolutely amazing. Like you will not believe what you're about to see. And Corey was like, I was there. It was so incredible. And, and like, which is weird because he was so scared at Extreme Rules. But like, it was just amazing. 
And they show the full thing in full. Later on, they get this video of Bray up on the screen in sort of the black uh, black phone mask, and he's talking about how he's missed us. And it cuts back, and Kevin's like, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> Bray White, you did. Yeah. You were just praising him earlier. And yeah, I'm, I liked the, this uh, little bit because it was like, revel in what you are. And that then made me go, has he said that before? Is this a, a completely new this, thing? Uh, this is like the new thing. For this him. is the new like, thing. And like, who killed the world? Like, yeah. Who, and, you know, I just and, wanted like, to make sure it wasn't like an old saying that I've forgotten about. It's probably a tweet that he made in 2013. Almost, (laughs) certainly. What I like about the idea of reveling what you are is the idea that he's going to... If we are going down this YSX format, it's planting the seed of taking um, people who have been in characters that aren't necessarily fitting them right and allowing them to really be who they are. It's Judgment Day's gimmick. Praise the new leader of Judgment Day. You heard it here first. (laughs) So, I... I said my piece on this earlier. I think they should have capitalized more mm. on the Bray Wyatt return. You, they what announced. What does that look like to you? Well, he was. They announced that he's going to be on SmackDown in New Orleans, which in, is very Bray Wyatt. Yeah, announced that he's going to be announcing his intentions. Right. The problem is there is that there are a lot of people tuning into the show to see what that is, and as we saw with the White Rabbit teasers mm. early on, the more you just keep saying something is going to happen on the next show, the less people tune into yeah. that show. So. Like, I'm not saying he comes out in front of the crowd and says, I'm glad to be back or anything like that, because I think that would have been a detrimental to his character. But a video, you know, like whatever this character is and have him. Was this sa- not that? No, well, him saying, I'm going to be on SmackDown. Everyone's asking questions. This, I'm going to be on SmackDown. You'll get your answers there. As opposed to this sort of weird video here. And then later on, WWE saying Bray Wyatt's going to be on the show yeah. on SmackDown. Bray Wyatt being the driving force to be like, you have tuned into the show to see this man mm. and see what he has got planned next. And you will see what I've got next when you should watch this other show. But it's him that's driving that forward as opposed to the company is driving that forward and the creative is driving that forward. I, th- I As I said in my review, I'm not saying it's bad mm. like in terms of like they killed the character or they're killing his momentum or anything like that because they're not that, that would be a bad faith take but i do think this is a fumbled opportunity because I, people I, yeah. people are tuning into the show to see that and if you don't deliver on that they're not going to tune in next week i see that i i don't think it i i think it's still fine and it's and like and i just want to say again it was the hottest thing coming out of extreme rules like when you look at the youtube numbers and you can't do, do everything by that but it is what everyone was talking about the YouTube numbers were leaps and bounds, three mm. times, five times as much, ten times as much than the other actual matches. Yeah. So if your interest levels going from that show are Judgment Day and saying the other, it's so much lower than what Bray was. Bray got the loudest pop of the night, yeah. and he wasn't there. Yeah. And I think you have then done that your fans a disservice there by not having a an actual follow up. That could even spread on. Also, the brand, brand split doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, so true. you could have had him feature. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's a promise and deliver thing. And, and because I wasn't promised Bray was going to be there. Daniel, can you read to me again what that says on the screen? The return of Bray Wyatt rule tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of returns, lol Elias is back next week. <laughs> How long did it take you to grow a beard? LOL, I thought he was dead. <laughs> so that is really... Uh, we're, not doing, we're not doing Vince's thing anymore. Yeah, I'm, just, kinda, br- I'm just bringing Elias yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I, I, like, I made the drifter, it's mine. I get my toys back now, thanks. And then we've got Matt Riddle versus Sami Zayn. Yeah, um, which led to the debut of the Orkao. Thanks to <laughs> Kevin Patrick, which I'm thrilled about. Orkao! 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 Out of nowhere! <laughs> Love it. 
Oh, they kind of care. Kind of. But it was, a, it was a, a good little match. But again, it was more that story about Sammy and Jay because Jay kept getting involved. And Sammy, because he's been told you need to handle mm. this, was telling Jay to not do this and not get involved. And then there was a point where Matt was going to be beating up Sammy. The referee was like, you know, watching this. So they couldn't have really done much. Mm. And Jimmy went to help. And Jay held Jimmy back and said, he's got this because because he'd done it a couple of times and had Sammy be fully like I don't want help I don't want your help here mm. and so Jay was like he doesn't need us Oose. what was really fun about that was the fact that I thought the whole way through the show really that where this was leading was Jay getting involved in costing Sammy the match Um, so to have a, a sort of twist on that to be, for me to be sort of egg on my face was very very I loved it absolutely loved it and yeah uh, Randy hit the aura KO for for the win and Jay then Sammy sort of rolls to the outside and Jimmy's got this look on his face being like dude what happened like you just lost and Jay's like yes Sammy I thought you were handling this Mm. he was handling this Jimmy I thought you had this handled parents are away so I'm going to be a little uh... and Sammy's there just looking sad because Sammy's got this look on his face like oh what's Roman going to say on Friday what's going to happen when I see Roman next Mm. all three of them were absolutely awesome but then because there was only eight minutes they were like never mind that here comes (laughs) D-Generation X they're in a little truck (laughs) and they're going to have they're going to throw some glow sticks at you remember they're in a tank a lovely lovely tank absolutely a a jeep tank And then DH came out and they did their catchphrases, which we talked about earlier. Um, Corey, the, the whole the whole bloodline segment, it just keeps getting. They keep so great. nailing it. They yeah. keep nailing it. Uh, Corey said during that DX thing, this is the last thing I'll say on it. Said, and it's a direct way. If you're not having fun with DX, then you don't belong. Well, I guess I don't belong, which is funny enough what I've been talking about in therapy recently. So. <laughs> But I'm glad you're having therapy because therapy is a good thing for everybody. I think I, I highly, highly recommend it. I cannot recommend it enough, in mm. fact. Um, but yeah. It, therapy? Dexter Loomis. <laughs> Stop invading people's homes when okay. children are in bed. Okay. Um, but yeah, I thought that was quite funny. Um, I'm literally knows, which is funny enough, one of the things I was discussing in therapy <laughs> yesterday. I... Uh, and then they said that they said their catchphrases. They said their catchphrases. They said their catchphrases. They had some good fun. I thought I quite enjoyed Triple H doing like... I need to catch my breath before I do this next. Can bit. I just tell you, I love Triple H. It's I, great. I like. I know the popular thing sometimes is to be anti Triple H. You know, I love him. He was one of my favorites when I was younger. I I think his work behind the scenes has been really good. I think he really gets wrestling. I think he's not. I thought. I think Extreme Rules was overbooked or, or rather over long. I think it could have been a lot Ooh. snappier. Yeah, I thought. Um, I don't. I, that would be me reviewing Extreme Rules, which is not my remit. But I, I, <laughs> I think sometimes he he's finding that you know booking five hours of television a week is different to booking one hour of television a week, um, and and so at times he's struggling. Like a couple of these these weeks have been a bit, he's struggled with anything in the face. I found this third hour a lot easier to watch than I have in the past couple of weeks. Um, I like Triple H very much. I would be very happy for him to come out and do a little segments now and again. Yeah, um, I'm quite happy to be an on-screen character. Just when 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 Road Dog tries to chime in with the joke and it's not as funny it's like oh mate just, well, just, just put them right down yeah but I don't want it anymore <laughs> sorry 25 years was... thanks for the past 25 years guys <laughs> see you never uh, so that was Raw uh, I gave it 4 out of 5 I had a great I did too really fun time really fun time with this show I really really did and it really I, I had I, yeah I, was, I had high hope going in and it mostly met them all um, I really really enjoyed it
Uh, well, we have got some Patreon shoutouts to be done here, so let's hit the Hall of Fame music tomorrow on patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. The WrestleTalk behind the scenes video podcast goes live, which is myself, Ollie, Pete, and Tempest talking about all the behind the scenes shenanigans that go on here mm. at WrestleTalk mm. and parts of Unknown HQ. Uh, next week will be After Dark. It is me, Tempo, and Abby, and I think we're going to find a fourth person as well to come and join our ranks there, which we're going to record after we've done the Aurora review. Um, I, because Andy's not on the show, there will be less talk of bumholes, but <laughs> can't guarantee it. No promises. It, 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 I mean, it, we brought a pegging here, so <laughs> it is after dark after all uh, and then ollie davis now will be reviewing tna bound for glory 2005 at the end of the month you love to see it oh i'm so beyond thrilled that it you, won the you poll. specifically love to see it because i really thought that battleground 2013 was going to win yeah. i thought it was going to win leaps and bounds and it didn't come within an ass's roar of winning <laughs> a distant third it came <laughs> Uh, but if you are one of our $25 and above Patreon pledge channels, you get your name shouted out on these very shows with a cool wrestling nickname like Always Shining Garrett Albright. Hannah, uh, Hannah A, baby. I'll get it right every time. Jordi, why I, our body, Jordi bus driver, Harry. The overstepper, James Nepper. Murderous, James Murta. Wrestle Talk's personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. Oh, I can't do this one. Can you do this one? Viernes L. Decimo Tercero, Jason Gutierrez. Because I can do this one. Jeremy Sporkin, Claire's today. Bit of pearl jam there. That was lovely. John Jenkinson, son of Jenka. Golden, John Molden. The Honorable Jonathan Gresham Priestin. And the last entry here on the Hall of Fame class on the 11th of October, 2022, the easiest name to pronounce, George Rosowskis. Delightful. Thank you all so, so much. Let's get into the rest of your remaining Ultra Chat. Uh, and we are going to be kicking things off with Big John's World. And not having Bray on the show feels like a massive missed opportunity, especially when you could have tied it in with the DX stuff and actually make that relevant. Have Bray come out and haunt them or the Firefly Funhouse or sick the Firefly Funhouse crew on them. Just do something. I think Bray with DX for me would have been the wrong choice because DX aren't I there agree. very often. And I, I don't, you know, but I, I, I some, some little hint in there that Bray is a physical presence. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. AJZM, a couple of thoughts. Dexter Loomis is a face because the enemy of your enemy is your friend. <laughs> New Bray Wyatt character seems to have control of all of his alter egos. Puppets were an outlet, laughed way too hard at the office supplies line by Corey Gray. Yeah, it was, a, it was a strong line. And I, those uh, daddy ass chants that they were terrified of didn't, didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. I, can't, I don't know why they would be worried about them because like they've never they even at their worst they never got AEW chance. No, just also just lean into it just say shout out to daddy ass what's the problem what's the problem you know like yeah. it, it's not a competitor anymore they're on a different nights absolutely yeah, yeah. like it's they have got their different audiences like, yeah. they're not going to send any audience over there in the same way that an audience is not going to jump across the other one they have all picked their lanes mm. uh right dr reference i wanted triple h hey what do you got there road dog Oh, this? For some reason, people kept telling me something about scissors. Instead, we just got some glow sticks, some old age jokes, and some silly uh, age jokes. Some silly age jokes and some age silly jokes. Yeah, that's very true. That's very good. Still chuckled at this. Yeah, I get yeah, just a little, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd, I'd have signed off on that. 
uh, Radiar again said, my friend has returned to watching WWE and told me his new favorite wrestler is Dexter Loomis. Though his storyline with him is, has been on a metaphorical treadmill. He is a unique presence and great at what he does. Love you guys. Be excellent to each other. As I said in my edited review, I have been quite harsh on the Dexter Loomis and his mm. storylines, but I cannot deny the reactions that it gets. Like it is over. Yeah. It wasn't over in this segment here because this was a crowd that was like, oh yeah, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's under the present. Yeah, we get Because it. it was an opportunity for something different and we didn't get something. Yeah. Because it was his first in-ring segment. Well, for a while because he's done a few in-ring things, hasn't he? Thanks on, on the roll. Yeah. Thanks Loomis. He's been, like, he cut out of the ring and, dra- and dragged My apologies. I forgot the cutting out of the ring. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Has uh, Champa come back since being dragged under the ring? He's no, just no, he's in Little People's Court, isn't he? Great. Oh, of course he is. Yeah, he still is in Little People's yeah. Court. That's Spe- speaking of bad DX things, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the next season of the AE podcast is looking at that DX reunion run. I thought you meant specifically Little People's Court. Well, that is part of it. So Goodness they will be gracious. covering that. And I, I honestly cannot wait. Yeah. Because Adam, really, uh, Adam Bibolo hated DX in 97. Really? Yeah, he was just like they are just un- like he would use the, the he would drop a C bomb and say like they are insufferable C's. Goodness me! Because they were. Yes. Uh, oh, hot tag to you. Okay, Zeke the Freak says, I guess Brock is heel again. So weird that the DX segment main event of the show. I just saw the clip, so I thought it was a middle of the show fodder. <laughs> it was nothing. We're old. Twenty five years is a long time. Catchphrase, catchphrase, etc. Jam that jam. I don't know that I think Brock is a heel. I didn't see it, think he was a heel either. He's Brock. This 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 could just be a match of two people yeah. rather than a, a heel or face. Uh, but yeah, that absolutely should have been in the middle of the show. Uh, HCB, hi guys, great show. Really excited to see the Good Brothers. To answer your question, I'm excited to see Brock again because he won't be in a match linked to a title. I'm counting Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank, or Champion versus Champion in Survivor Series since Goldberg in 2016. Wow, he's always been in title matches. Yeah, and it's always been for the big title. Yeah. Christmas Day. Just to give him something different to do is quite entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob Steedley uh, has been a member for five months. Lashley deserved better. Let this story be spread out. Get some great matches we never got to have. I'm looking forward to this. I think that's exactly it. Just having a story is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheldon Jackson says, who would have thought in 2022 every member of the Shield is holding single championship gold? Only if Seth was WWE champion. Then all three members would have been world champions at the same time. That's uh, a really interesting thought. And obviously Mox signed his all five year. He did, also, yeah. That's no Shield yeah. reunion anytime soon. No. Alas, alack. Um, <laughs> he, I think he's having a better time. I agree. I think AEW far suits him better and suits his talents way better. Yep. Even, even than Triple H led. Completely yeah, agree. I, I think he's exactly where he should be, as is Seth, as is Roman. I think this is the best use of the shield, is to have them uh, kingpins in separate ways. Gabriel Reyes. I laughed when Dakota said Bailey will get her rematch. Why? She fought three on one and still lost. Not interested in this storyline, unfortunately. Just ready for the next step and for Bianca to move on. I saw someone compare Bianca, I think it might have been Ollie, but it might be someone in the uh, comments on the, the Extreme Rules review said, oh, she's uh, the, this generation's John Cena in that she just wins all the time. Who? Bianca Belair. Bianca. Yeah, she's just this generation. She's always going to win. She's always going to be put in situations where, oh, she can't possibly overcome this. And then she does quite easily. Mm. And as we saw with, with John, that really backfired on him a lot. Yeah. So I, I I hope that doesn't happen to Bella. I think the difference is that Bianca is really good. Like she's in in ring, every single match is a banger. Um, and I think that that if you deploy her properly, you can use her as this kind of like, all right, I'll take you down in a way that John was a little bit more fruity pebbles, shiny, happy, smiley face. Yeah, Bianca has those qualities, but she also has that great underdog story and 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 is is a different quality in ring. I think to John. So it's like. She could get boring quite easily, especially when she cuts the same promo 
that's that's my worry. And like putting her into this feud again with damage control, I just don't think is going to help her. Mm. And it's really not going to help Bailey either. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I wish they had separate. Se- yeah, separate them out for a bit. Yeah. Make us want to see them come back. I think that's fair. Uh, and Benjamin Gabriel is a member for seven months. We'll only care for Lesnar's return if Lashley beats him, and we don't see Lesnar for another two months. I don't think it's out of the realms that Lashley might win at Crown Jewel, you know? Yeah. He's there for a little paycheck. So. Um, Lesnar, I mean. So he's, he's, he, Lesnar's someone who's not hurt by a lot. We see this again and again, especially yeah. Lashley in Crown Jewel. Would that have mean that Lesnar, I suppose he did win at, extri- at a Elimination Chamber, but that would have mean that all of his pay-per-view appearances he only won one in the year. Because he lost at the Rumble, mm. then he won at Chamber, mm. lost at Mania, lost mm. at SummerSlam, and he would have lost at Crown Jewel. In the five, he'd have lost four out of his five. That seems very unlike Brock Holes. The opposite streak. Paul <laughs> <laughs> well, he was going to slide in when he wins. Yeah. You, oh, did, you, it, you did it, and That's when they get back. Yeah, it's, that's what it's all been leading to. AJZM297. I also thought Jay was going to interfere, but I thought he would hit Sammy. Sammy would win so Jay could say what he was just doing what Roman told him to. Yeah. Um, same. Uh, German Chavez. Hey, how do you guys sleep? Uh, also, Luke, I'm hosting a Quizlemania with my friends tonight, but based on video games and Pokemon, already have a few, but any round suggestions? Um, can you do uh, whose nips are these, but with Pokemon? <laughs> I thought you meant, as in, like, whose Pokemon nipples? Yeah. Like, who has nipples in Pokemon? Well, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know a lot about Pokemon. I, I've said on this show many times before, I, I've made the joke that I was too old for Pokemon. People Does, were like, you were the right age for Pokemon. I was like, no, because when I was in year eight is when Pokemon became big in the UK. And Pokemon was something that the year sevens were into. So you weren't allowed to be into something that the year sevens were into because year sevens are lame. We're cool and we're year eight. So you're not even Machamp has nipples. There's Machamp. Um, so in which case can you do... Um, what other rounds do we do? You could do herd mentality. Um, is a good one to do. Uh, wavelength might be a fun one to do. I can't I, I, I mean, you can if you can find some very oh, Hitmonchan's got a nice little uh, outfit on, mm. so you won't see Hitmonchan's nipples. Maybe that's the game. Maybe you give them a five-minute task and see if you can find a Pokemon who likely would have nipples and whether they indeed do. Yeah, and or, I mean, what you could do is do battle nips, where you would say, "Where do his nips go?" So you can pin, pin the nipple on the Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have a real problem with this part of the show. <laughs> I'm going to go in a second. <laughs> uh, last one here from Jordan Peter, who's been a member for 13 months in a row, said, Hey guys, I want to know why you thought the crowd was so dead for the Johnny Theory match. Shocked me a little bit. A little salty, there was no break. It was not because the, the crowd were hot. Like, I, I, because we've seen a few, um, especially because the Philadelphia crowd were dead silent for the majority of the show, I don't think their fault. Um, I think they were on five at the first match and then the second match sucked all the life out of them and then it was just a case of let's wait for Bray. Um, this time, I don't know, I thought for the most part the, the crowd was pretty hot. It's For me, I think it's because, as we talked about earlier, they bought tickets for three things. Right. They bought tickets for DX, Bloodline, well, DX, Roman, and therefore the Bloodline because they were really in Sammy and Bray. Mm. And I think this match was a crisp and clean match that I, I really entertained, especially I really enjoyed, especially with the commentary. Um, but I think maybe live credit wasn't as flashy as I think Theory Gargano could be. Maybe, maybe that. I, th- I think for me, like when you kind of 
I mean, that that uh, apron brain buster was. Oh, it was great. I I jumped out of my seat. But I think if you've got like you know you look at the way the show the show was structured, if you kind of take into consideration what people have bought tickets for, show open with DX. Yeah. Then it was a Bray announcement. Mm-hmm. Then it was the Bloodline. So the crowd are already kind of at their fever pitch. They've already got a lot of their cheers out of their system. So when you just try like you know Gargano in theory now, it's like, eh, well, it's not really what I came to see. Right. So it, it's not the same Barclay Center that was there for the takeovers. That's true. That's true. It's a different audience. Yeah. So and so what you got is a guy that you're probably not that familiar with versus a guy that loses all the time and is made to look like a joke a lot of the time. Mm. So you're probably not going to be hugely into it. Mm. I don't think anyway. But that's something that they can turn around with. They can oh, yeah. to deliver matches of the quality that they have been. Absolutely. Anywho, I think that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Apologies for going slightly over time, but please do click the link in the video description down below to go to Surfshark and get yourself the VPN of WrestleTalk's choice. Get access to the WWE Network. Get iPlayer over in the US all for... You can watch Taskmaster. It's the, best, it's the best show on TV, lads. Um, Bake Off. Bake Off. Watch the new series of Bake Off. Yeah. Perhaps. I haven't seen the end of the episode. Did she go? She's the best. Oh, she's the best. Okay. So, thank you all so much for watching. We will see you uh, on Thursday for the AEW review. Take care, everyone. Jam that jam. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.